Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries, and we are uh, going to start a new series today that I'm excited about. And I've got our founder, Rocky Fleming, with us. Welcome, Rocky. Thanks, Brian. I'm excited about it, too. Yeah. So um, some of you may not know that there's a book that Rocky wrote that is uh, really a book that a lot of people really love. And it's not in our curriculum that when we take people through the journey, but uh, uh, so a lot of people might miss it because of that. But uh, it's called Compelled by Grace, and uh, it is a the story is a follow up to the Gabe story. And uh, Rocky, I'm just going to ask you first of all why you wrote this book and kind of how it fits in for all yeah. our influencers out there. Well, that's uh, not to sound trite. Like all the books that I've written, you can ask why, and I'd have to say I think it's because God wanted me to write it. Yep, and a lot of it is is. Uh, it's very connected to what we want to do, and that's help people learn to have an intimate, abiding relationship with Christ. We want to awaken them to the intimate God and how He's involved with our life, and and that's my passion to do that. So the why is off always going through that grid. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was another thing, and that is we have uh, some of our journey groups, and and I I wrote this several years ago, by the way. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, there were some of our journey groups that were in between. You know, they finish up, and then there's several weeks before they will uh, maybe start their own journey groups. And and they're looking for a way to continue to stay connected as a small group and, and yet at the same time have a refresher. And so I wrote this book with that in mind. <clears throat> now, there, there are two aspects of this that is consistent with what I do. I want to... I want to introduce theology that applies to a person's life. That's always my intention, but the the methodology I use is allegory and storyline and characters and people. And so that generally creates um, interest. Uh, and if you have interest and attention, you're oftentimes able to uh, insert it emotionally in somebody. Uh, they begin to feel it and uh, embrace it. Uh, as if, hey, it's me in there. And so that's that's the personality of, of the books that I write. And and why I write is always about delivering theology. Mm-hmm. And so the Compelled by Grace uh, book is uh, a good storyline because it continues the story of the narrator, now an older man, looking back after having gone to Gabe's farm and bought it 20 years before. And during those 20 years, he was able to find out more about Gabe and Gabe's impact. And when I say impact, I'm talking about what Jesus said about bearing fruit, a fruit that remains. So what is a fruit that remains? Well, it's people. It's the souls of people who have been enriched and blessed by our being in their life some way. And it might be a life removed from us three three generations, that there is a continuation of the influence that we would have on them because of acts of kindness, 
pointing people to Christ however he would use us, which was the case with Gabe. But it's also the case with all of us if we were would allow ourselves to abide with Christ. Now, in this particular case, uh, I almost named this book Gabe's Valley because it, it is more it's more like that, but along the line, Compelled by Grace came to me because I felt like that it, it is the story of God's grace permeating through this mm. and through the people of the valley. And when God's grace is able to be released in our life, then there's, there's amazing changes that occur. Mm. And there were changes in that valley. There were changes in life, but where there's change, there's all, also great obstacles. Mm-hmm. And so the storyline uh, involves several new characters, um, all influenced either directly or indirectly by Gabe. Mm. And the uh, and the interest of it is is is, is very uh, bucolic. It's it's country. It's it's uh, it's back to you know going back fifty years or so. Uh, People in the valley hadn't changed much, but the purity of their faith and, and relationships mm. is what we see there. It's a, it's a, it's a very enjoyable uh, revisiting days of times, times of days gone past. Yeah, this is kind of the, the setting would be before he met Gabe in that farm, mm-hmm. kind of more of Gabe's life and living on that farm. That's and right. All that. Yeah, that's right. And and who what made him into the man that he was. Right. right. So, you know, the narrator's talking about his his exposure to Gabe, which was only a few years. Yeah. But it was enough that it just you know, changed him in every way because he had a godly mentor that was walking him through his spiritual walk. But there were a lot more people like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's some other new characters, yeah. other people that added flavor to, mm-hmm. to his life. And and then we also get into some of the challenges that Gabe had. Yeah. Because, you know, a man like Gabe is not pr- produced easily. It's not by it's not by their comfort. It's because it's by the struggles that they have to face, the trials they have to face. Mm-hmm. That's true with all of us. That's theology, by the way. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, we've discovered that people love the character of Gabe. Yeah. And, and uh, he's become now a mouthpiece through some of the other books that you wrote later, right, you know, which right. has been really cool and everyone loves it. So yeah. he's beloved. He's a beloved character. But I think it's because they see in him the man that, or woman that could possibly be them. Yeah. And that's always what you're trying to point people right. to. That's right. I believe there's a Gabe in every one of us that Christ wants to get out. Mm-hmm. And it comes by the abiding relationship. And and that is the storyline with Gabe and his influence is that he, he just walked with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus walked people to him <laughs> yeah. to discover what uh, what was what was going on in this man's life to make him such a great representative of Christ. Yeah. Well, when I read it, I loved it um, because I love the way you uh you you've identified 13 kingdom secrets. Right. That uh, you know, people people hear the word secret, they want to know yeah. what's going on. You yeah. know, what what is there to know that I that's been kept secret from me? You know, well, you know, Jesus said to, and this is where I got it. Jesus said to the apostles, I don't have the exact verse right now. Wish I'd brought it up, but you can look it up. But he said to them, he says, to you has been entrusted secrets of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. To them, no, it's but hidden. He, it's hidden from some people, uh-huh. but for his followers, he's, but to you, yeah, have been trusted secrets of the kingdom. Yeah, and and there are a lot more secrets of the kingdom than thirteen, but there are thirteen kingdom secrets that God revealed to me in Scripture. 
yeah. that I wanted to unpack. And and the, the book has, has a, a workbook that goes along with it because so you have the storyline mm-hmm. that it's interesting in characters and people to create that emotional con- a connection. But coming out of that, the workbook is to discuss the kingdom secrets. And uh, so why did I write that? Well, I remember my, my mission is to help people get close to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the best ways that we get close to Christ is realizing he's an intimate God, mm-hmm. right? And he begins introducing himself to us way before we realize it. And so the kingdom secrets here that are revealed are, in, in my opinion, are to help people to look back and connect a dot. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, that's where God gave me that divine perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where the divine orchestration is showing up. Oh, that's where. So it's a matter of connecting the dots as we look at this. And guess what happens? It draws us closer to him mm. because we see his love for us, his uh, interest in us, his involvement in our life uh, before we even knew him. Mm. Well, I, I, I'm excited to do this series. We call it a series because we're going to actually go through all the kingdom secrets yeah. over the next 13 weeks um, in our podcast series. And so if you if you want to follow along, you can order the, the book in our bookstore, Compelled by Grace, and you can get the discussion guide if you'd like. But uh, again, we just... Uh, I thought it'd be neat for for Rocky to unpack these uh, for people to hear and get a little little taste of this book. So, it's, incidentally, uh, it's interesting we're doing this because I completed a journey group last year, and uh, and it, we're getting into the fall here a few months from now. That's what generally when our journey groups start, and I had a few of those guys that did start journey groups and they're doing well with it. But I wanted to bring the band back together, so I. Uh, I, I emailed him and said, hey, I want to do a study with us. With us, I want us to come back together, enjoy being with each other, and I'd like to go through this with you. And uh, they did. And now I, I wrote this book several years ago, and I don't know if I've read it since then. So I, I've gone through it and going through it each chapter to be able to prepare to, uh, you know, is, is there any question that I might want to bring in light of these people that I know? And, it, and it's really blessing me to, to reread it, to um, see what God uh, showed me during that time. And I've said this all along, Brian, that I really feel that, I, that I, am, I am being mentored by the Lord. I feel like he's teaching me and showing me these things to apply to my own life. And then he says, now share it. Mm-hmm. And so it helps me to refresh myself on the things that he has shown me. And, uh, and I'm enjoying this time with these guys. Mm. Well, good. Well, this is going to be fun, too. And I think people are going to enjoy this. Um, I'm, I'm just going to read the, the secrets uh, and then just to give a little teaser for coming weeks. Sure. But uh, uh, the first one is the secret of divine orchestration, which we're going to talk about today. Right. The second one is the secret of divine perspective. Then you have the secret of divine dispatchment, the secret of divine preparation, the secret of divine dependency. The secret of divine interruption, the secret of God's plan, not ours, the secret of God's compelling grace, the secret of right standing with God, the secret of saturation prayer, 
The Secret of Abandonment and Trust Forge Courage, The Secret of Divine Illumination, and the last one is The Secret of Abiding in Christ. So those are the secrets we're going to be talking yeah. about in coming weeks. So, uh, right. so uh, anyway, again, uh, today we're going to talk about the secret of divine orchestration. So let's just dive into that, Rocky. And uh, well, why don't you read that. the definition that is in there about the yeah. secret of divine orchestration, so that we can have something to begin with on that. Yeah, there's aspect. a quote here that uh, Gabe said. He says, Divine orchestration is a the rhythm and direction of God as he weaves his plans together in a person's life. He brings people together with divine appointments so that we can contribute to his plans when he points to us to play our part. As we learn to walk with him and trust him, God asks us to gladly receive what he brings our way and to be patient with the process that comes with it. He says, why, when you knocked on my door and I saw you on my porch in that snowstorm, looking like a wet, nearly frozen corpse, I knew in my heart God had just pointed me to play a part in his plan to help you. That's an example of divine orchestration. <laughs> so this is hearkening back to Journey the Inner Chamber oh, yeah. when yeah. Uh, he got stuck in that snowstorm and had no other choice but to go knock on this guy's door. Yeah, the uh, you might want to pick pick out the theology, the scriptures that we have on there mm -hmm. that we mm -hmm. can can uh, share, but I want to share one other thing that happened this morning. Uh, I have a man that uh, met with me, and he's going to be starting a journey group, and he is very articulate, um, a verbose lawyer, very, very, very smart. Um, but he's also one of the best bass guitar musicians in the country, and um, and he is, uh, and he plays a lot of gigs. He went through my journey group last year, and uh, and his uh, his boss, who went through the journey group as well, uh, appointed him <laughs> to uh, to begin a journey group with his people, employees in his company. It'd be voluntary, but it's it's one of those things that was a divine appointment. We'll get into that too. But uh, as I talked to him, I I related to him about the cautions. Because I know his strength is in his articulation. He's very intelligent, and he, he uses words I don't even understand. That that's not hard to say. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can get confused by a lot of words. But anyway, the the fact is that he, um, in some ways, that plays into what he thinks is a strength. But as a journey group guide, it 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 it, it will hurt it. And so I relate it to him this way. I said, I want you to think of an orchestra. And I want you to think of the different instruments that are out there. And you play an instrument and you're really good. But uh, you're not going to be asked to play your instrument. You're going to ask to be the conductor. Now, a, a good journey group is, it has a, is a rhythm about it. And it's very important for you to understand the rhythm because you're going to be the conductor. You're going to be less playing your instrument, which is your articulation, your intelligence, and you're going to be drawing out the other people to play their instrument, which mm. is their thoughts, what they're discovering in scripture. And so you're going to be a part of a divine orchestration and God has given you a part to play. And that is to be, the conductor. Mm. That's what a guide does. He's simply a conductor. Mm. And the rhythm 
is what the Holy Spirit will be giving us. Mm. And so, again, it has to do with how can we get under a divine rhythm? How can we be a part of something noble? Because when we're appointed to do something by God, we're appointed to play a noble part. Mm-hmm. Now, it might look very humble and it might appear to be significant, but the part he gives us is extremely important to understand that we play a part in a larger plan yeah. that he has. And a larger plan, a divine orchestration has many moving parts. It has many people. It has many years it has many layers that God accomplishes, but we play a critical part when he points to us. Examples of what Gabe said in his quote there. Mm. Well, and, and uh, some of the scripture's examples would be Romans 8, 28. Right. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. All things yeah. for those who are called according to his purpose. Yeah. And, and learning to accept that no matter what happens, good and bad, it's part of a divine orchestration. Yes. And we'll talk about that in a second. The other one was uh, in Acts A, you referenced Philip, mm-hmm. uh, one of the disciples uh, who found himself in a city and then all of a sudden he gets sent out into the desert where yeah. there's nobody out there. Yeah. And then God sends this eunuch you know, on a chariot coming by him who's reading scripture trying to understand it. Yeah. And he plays a divine orchestrated part in that whole story. And it's, it is said that the Ethiopian unit was the first uh, missionary to Ethiopia. Yeah. Taking Christ there. Uh, and he needed somebody, he needed someone to explain what he was reading. He was just confused. And so what does God do? He orchestrates the person to do that. Yeah. And it was, you know, if, I, I imagine a lot of people say, well, why would you take me out of a thriving ministry in Samaria where there's so many people coming to know Christ and take me out to a, a road in the desert that is r- rarely traveled. Right. Well, God has a plan. Now, there's Jeremiah 29, 11. Is that uh-huh. it? Yeah, yeah. I know my plans for you, mm-hmm. and they're good. Yeah. And so this is part of that understanding divine orchestration, is that God has a plan. And if he points to us, we are to play a noble part. Now, in Gabe's case... It was simply to feed him, uh, welcome him, uh, and then through the process of introduction, build relationship, and then from the relationship to begin to transfer that which had been given to him. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what part we'll play. The only thing we can do and should do is just say, here I am, you know, quit me. I'm obedient. I'll do what you say. Quit me and send me. You know, um, every journey group I've ever led, people tend to marvel just that he opened the door Mm. and that he answered the door. In today's world, we're so afraid of strangers and all that that we don't even open the door to somebody hardly. Um, And I, years ago in Tulsa, I was, uh, we were having dinner and the doorbell rang. And I was like, who's at the door at dinner time? You know, and it was a guy and he was selling internet, high speed internet for Cox. Mm-hmm. And and I was a little annoyed, like most of us. But for some reason, thankfully, I let him come in and I talked to him and I found out he was a, a, a great guy. But he was just down on his 
on his with his job and just doing this job to try to make some extra money. Right. Well, we struck up a friendship, and I ended up inviting him on a Promise Keeper trip we were doing. He brought his son, and years later, he became one of our journey leaders in Tulsa. Oh, really? And all that. It all came with just you know getting out of my comfort zone to let a guy in the door. There you go. Divine orchestration. Yeah, and uh, and welcome him, and that says a lot about you. And but let's talk about theology of that. Okay. Yeah. So do we can we think of anything in the Bible that would say that there was somebody that was hurting, that needed help, and somebody did help him, and, and Jesus made a big deal out of it? Are you talking about the Good Samaritan? I'm talking about the Good Samaritan. Yeah. And that was what uh, Gabe was. Mm-hmm. He was a Good Samaritan. You were a Good Samaritan. And I think that, uh, again, there's, there's an aspect of of that divine orchestration uh, that we need to get familiar with. A lot of times we try to control an outcome and we don't let the uh, Lord do what he's able to do. And, that, and these are the kind of things we want to be talking about because it does give us maybe a little bit more comfort because we're going to get into things like divine perspective. We're going to get mm-hmm. into things like div- divine dependency. Uh, there, there are a lot of things in here that's going to uh, help us be enabled to uh, embrace a lot of these secrets that are going to be shown to us. Well, right now I'm thinking about personal application, you know, and I'm just thinking that through the years I've noticed a lot of people are unhappy with their lot in life. Mm-hmm. They complain about their job. They think, why do I have this job? The grass is always greener. If I only had this. I mean, it's just normal, I think. People think this way. And sometimes people start thinking that about they're unhappy in their marriage and they're thinking about they start letting their mind go to bad places. You know, a lot, a lot of people tend to be discontent. And, and I, I think this secret of divine orchestration, if they start to embrace the life they have, knowing that God has them there for a reason, yeah. don't you think that could oh, change? Yeah. Well, again, there's a there's a secret we're going to discuss called divine perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's a big one. That's that's been that's been helping me a lot. Let me give you a, a, an example of of divine perspective that I've experienced recently. And I was with you when we went down to our staff conference in Alabama Mm -hmm. and you and I were in Pensacola flying out. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yes, I do. And we got delayed and we went to a restaurant and we were coming waiting for our Uber to come. And do you remember the man that came out there and was picked up? Yeah. He, uh, it was, it was very sad. He was crippled and he, he could barely so walk. He was so crippled. And and he fought like crazy to get into the van, uh, crawling in, mm. pushing himself and pulling himself up. And, uh, and, you know, I've been in a lot of pain, Brian, and that was following my surgery. So <laughs> you understand that I... I've been thinking a lot about my pain, but when I saw what that man had to go through in life, I praised God for what I had. It changed my perspective about what I have. Um, and it, and, it, and it, it also provoked in me something that I wanted to give him a gift. So I went over there and laid my hand on him. I said, can I pray for you? And he looked at me and said, yes, please. And I, and I prayed for him and asked God to bless him too. Mainly that he, he's, he's incredibly loved by God. And not only did that man thank me, but also the man that was driving the van. Mm-hmm. 
And I, and I do believe that God orchestrated something right then that he needed to have a blessing. Both of those men needed to have a blessing somehow to be reminded that God is in this pain. Mm. And I saw the, saw the moment. I had a divine perspective to see it. I saw myself in that. I mean, it just, it intertwines. Yeah. And then we begin looking at our world around us and say, I can enter into that pain. I can enter into that with that person. Mm. I can point them to that which is blessing me so greatly because of what he's shown me about his love for me. Let me ask you a tough question. Uh, you think God even orchestrates tough things? I mean, trials, you know, pain in our lives. Yeah, I think he allows for a greater it. purpose. He yeah. allows it. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he he allows a pruning. He allows sifting. He allows tragedy. Well, like even back in sifting, you know, he even told Peter, Satan asked me to sift you. Mm -hmm. So in that case, he allowed Satan to go. Yeah. Or in Job's story, he allowed yeah. Satan to go do something. Yeah. But we live in a fallen world, and you know, God has redeemed our souls from this world, but not necessarily our bodies. Yeah. Every every person that Jesus healed died. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. They died and their children died. And and so he was not here to give us eternal carnal life, <laughs> physical right. life. Right. He came to save our souls because that is what is eternal. Uh, we're just passing through and we're in a fallen world and it's under the prince of darkness. He reigns this world. Yeah. And we got to remember that. And and the other issues is that God gets a lot of blame for this, but no, he he he's not to blame for it. Satan's to blame for it. He's the solution to it. Mm. And so uh, anyway, that that's a divine perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I was just reading a verse talking about how Jesus entered our humanity so that he could not only relate to us and take mm. experience all the things that we experience, but he conquered death. So that we don't have to fear death anymore. Yeah. So that the the trump card Satan always holds over our head is, oh, but you're going to die. You know that's something to be afraid of, and he even takes that away. You know, so Jesus orchestrates things, but he also enters into it with us. Yes. Well, you know, there now you say that it it, it prompts this thought to me. One of the greatest comforts to me is that Jesus entered the same temptations. That's right. He was tempted in every way. We every way, everything I'm tempted with, but he overcame it. And it gives me, he tells me that I can help you over, I can help you overcome this. But you have to rely on me. You have, you have to seek me to help you. And uh, and that and, you know we we don't have a sin free life, but but surely as we walk with him, we can sin less. Right. Right. Yeah, you've always said that. I like that that yeah. way to think about it. Yeah, we're just in this brokenness of life. We're yeah. stuck with this, yeah, the sinful flesh that we live with. Yeah. But you know, it'll be a wrestling match the rest of our. All our but when we get to heaven, it's it's over. It's over. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, good. Well, um, any other last comments on divine orchestration? I mean, I know we could talk about your life and my life and all the ways. And I mean, we were just thinking that if it not were it not for divine orchestration you wouldn't be here sitting here. I wouldn't be sitting here next to you. I mean, that's right. I can think of all the things he's done to get me here. Well, all the, all of the relationships that you and I circle around us in, in the leadership and the boards and, and the people that are guiding journey groups and a lot of people going through the journey groups. And we got thousands and thousands around the world. Um, 
And that's all occurred in 20 years. Mm. And it's in, it's going now exponentially. It's growing more and more. And, uh, and believe me, that can't happen with a man mm. or with people. People hadn't, hadn't formed this ministry. God has divinely orchestrated every aspect of this ministry, not only the beginning messages that he gave me in my life, to call me up and call me out and and place me in a place to share. But then what he's triggered in everybody else, like yourself, that is creating a a necessary noble part of this beautiful tapestry that he's weaving called influencers. Yeah, yeah. And I love love the thought of a, a tapestry that's multicolored and multi figured and so many things in it because we are truly trying to represent he is he is causing us to represent the body of Christ our mission is to the body of Christ that's our primary mission Uh, although it leads to evangelism our mission is to help a Christian receive completely Mm. the love that our king wants to give us and to learn to love him back. And therefore, that love connection creates a love expression to our world around us. Yeah. I mean, you talk about tapestry or back to what you said about an orchestra, all of us mm-hmm. playing our part, you sure. know, and, and just uh, being happy to play our small part, not having to be about us, but yeah. just, just a part of the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I guess the last thing I would say is we've talked about this before, but I remember when... Uh, Don Leach, one of the founders of Dayspring Greeting Cards, uh, we asked him to lead a devotional, and he said uh, he quoted the verse in Hebrews that says, "Let us uh, bring lips that offer a sacrifice of praise." Mm-hmm. And and you know it's one of those verses you read just kind of brush over. Mm-hmm. He said, "Well, now let's think about that. What's a sacrifice of praise?" He said, "It's praising God for something that is a sacrifice to praise Him for, because mm-hmm. you don't want to. It's something you're not happy wow. that's in your life." Yeah. Can you even praise him for those things? Things that just aren't going the way, you know, maybe an illness, maybe a, something bad, sad, whatever. Can you praise him for it anyway? Know that he's going to work it for good. Yeah. And to me, that's an example of what he's talking about is divine orchestration. And divine perspective. Believing in that, yes, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess we just want to encourage our listeners out there to, to whatever's going on in your life, just just give it to God, surrender to God, yeah. praise him, trust that he's working something out. He's doing something good. Yeah, he is. And all of his plans lead to good. Mm-hmm. And although we might be at a snapshot in time that, that is great discouragement and fear and uh, hopelessness, but if we will seek him, truly seek him, and, and transfer what we're dealing with to him and trust it to him, we will eventually see him come to our rescue. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, our time is up on this one, but um, you all can uh, look forward to next week when we talk about Divine Perspective, which uh, we've given a few teasers about that. Right. So, right. Uh, so anyway, well, great. Well, again, this is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig, and uh, uh, be sure and check out our website. Uh, we have a new website, if you hadn't seen it, influencers.org, and you can look at all our podcasts, and we even... Uh, 
updated our podcast page where you can share individual episodes. So you might want to tell some of your friends about this new series we're doing on the Compelled by Grace. Uh, and and on that same website, you can order a copy of the book and uh, also the workbook if you're interested in, in that. So it is a really good uh, tool to take a former journey group and, and maybe do something with them a little extra before they go on beyond that. So anyway, again, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.